TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Badlands, the show that I've totally forgotten my saying, so I'm going to start this shit again. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what the <laughs> fuck? My brain just went... <laughs> I wish well, I had the I restart did, button. I, I did a tolly. <laughs> I actually did a tolly then. <laughs> what is a Badlands, Jesus Christ? Oh, we'll start again. Three, two, one... Hello, everybody, and welcome to Badlands, the only show that is 100% chiseled and is proudly part of the Chairshot Radio Network. I am Mags, and back from his weekly scarf, um, Mr. Mr. Paul Tully, how are you, sir? I could hear the collected groan as you say, back, everyone thought, Ray's back. Oh, it's Tolly. No, and and again, uh, on a serious note, much love to to raise and a a rough couple of weeks, a rough Christmas and a rough start to the new year. So, uh, hopefully, he'll be uh, in in better spirits and we'll be back uh, hopefully next week because uh, we've we've uh, got a little bit of an announcement at the end of the show for for next week's episode. So, uh, yeah, but we'll get to that. Um, so, Tolly, you missed last week's episode the uh, the the one about the ultimate warrior and whether he would uh, what would happen if he was a, a successor's world champion um obviously you listened back to my uh, diatribe about it um have you any kind of counter arguments or any uh, points that that you think might have uh, been different to to the ones I laid out or um just some of the thoughts and ideas that went through your head when when thinking about uh, warrior and his lack of success thereof yeah well you, you did a great job it's, it's a great listen last week yeah i appreciate that yeah. well, well done for ste- stepping up while i was uh while i was hunched over the the porcelain bowl <laughs> brilliant i mean it was a it was a difficult start to that episode uh, um, uh when the 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 idea for that for that episode was put forward. I thought this will be a pretty easy topic to cover, but it actually wasn't. To get going with the the kind of thought process was was a bit of a struggle. But once I got into it and kind of like we, was following the timeline and 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 the 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 folds in the wrestling business that that were were happening came to me. It was. It it flawed out of me by the end of it. It was I I just couldn't stop tapping the 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 script. So yeah, it was a, a very interesting um a very interesting topic to go on. It actually made me realise that maybe his run we look at it now as a as a failure, but maybe it wasn't as big of a failure as as it was made out because the dude still made a hell of a lot of money for the company. Didn't he just you 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 raised an excellent point? I mean, you bought you bought the stats out last week. I did. Was, I did. Which is which is imp- impressive, uh, and you made a very good point that perhaps it's only seen as a failure because they told us it was a failure. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and how many times have we we come across that on the show when we believe something that WWE has has put out and it's really re- revisionist history? Yeah. 
it's scary that we we all fall into the trap really we like we like we like to think we're um we're uh, old-fashioned cynics but vince has got us wrapped around his finger the the closer we are to the business the easier we are to 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 con exactly <laughs> so so i found myself agreeing with you that actually it wasn't a failure at all so actually what what could have changed but um i, I think as i do i usually put down my my four or five bullet points that i think major things that might might have changed and this really was a might of because actually the more i heard you talk the more i thought well, maybe nothing would have changed at all <laughs> um so my first one though was i think if if warrior if warrior had become the new hogan because i think he did fail in that respect mm-hmm. uh he, he never he never reached that height and i know that is i know that's a hell of a target to set someone but perhaps impossible yeah yeah i mean as possibly no one's done it since but um <laughs> but that the torch was passed to him and that was that was the target and and even if it's unfair that was the target um so if he'd have gone on and been hogan level i actually think that first thing i put was that i think the wwf would have gone down a more they would have embraced the the supernatural side more okay because they that's that's somewhere they went with warrior quite a few times um again against the undertaker they did they, they did it with jake the snake and they did it with obviously famously with papa shango and i think warrior was built in such a way i mean warrior was probably more more unbeatable than hogan mm-hmm. the way he'd been booked um and the way his character was again you said it you said it in in the podcast itself his matches very very rarely lasted longer than two or three minutes yeah goldberg um, style goldberg style yeah. mm-hmm. and I, I just i just i just feel like if he'd have been the champion they would have carried on doing that supernatural stuff as a way of beating him okay which would have completely changed changed the product and and made it more made it more cartoonish more more cinematic i guess but i'm not i don't necessarily think that would have been a bad thing um people enjoyed the undertaker stuff then you know they enjoyed the mankind stuff and the cane stuff years after mm-hmm. um if 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 the that but that was kind of contained usually around the undertaker himself but if, if that had spread out across more of the roster i don't know if that would have been i think i think it would have been entertaining yeah, I, I I I think you're absolutely right. But um, in in terms of how it would affect the product now, uh, I still think uh, WWE and WWF would have embraced the changes as it goes along. So once that kind of uh, uh, the fascination with the supernatural um, um, era, I suppose of WWF uh, waned, we'd still get the 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 the, the like the new generation and the. The, the attitude and uh, ruthless aggression areas and stuff like that. So I think it would have changed for that era um, a, a different route to go down. But yes, um, it certainly would have been entertaining to watch. Yeah. And I, I did, did, then going on to that, I think, again, I think I, I agree with you. I think all of the eras would have happened as they happened. Mm-hmm. But I do wonder if the new generation era might have been pushed back just a little bit. Okay. And as we usually like to as we usually like to go down wormholes on here whether that then even that 
that say a year of slippage if that creates a situation where brett sean or austin leave in that time mm-hmm. or, um, or in the case of austin doesn't come to the wf at all doesn't doesn't come at all yeah, yeah. Um, i think we'd open up that possibility and and what damage that would have done mm-hmm. um would be interested to look into um and i think i think that the 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 other main one would have, would have been, I think, if if Warrior had had continued with the same character he had and the and the same uh, as as we say Hogan Mark II. I think the, the fans, particularly at that the fans as they were at that time, you know, this is where fandom really changed and became a bit more adult. They they clearly would have would have tired of it, yeah, and probably been quite vocal about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so. If Warrior had succeeded, I think they would they'd be a limited there would be a limited period for how long that could genuinely last because it just wasn't in keeping with where where pro wrestling was going. Uh, and he 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 didn't have any range. There is nowhere to go as a yeah. character. Yeah, well, once you start going into a uh, uh, an area of wrestling where work rate is important. That's where the whole Ultimate Warrior uh, shtick falls flat. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's, it's not even necessarily just work rate. Hogan proved he had other places to go. You, you know, he had, he had black and white Hogan, he had yeah, yellow and red Hogan, and they were very different, mm-hmm. very different characters, very different attitudes. I, I don't think Warrior would even have that. He had one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a xenophobic um conspiracy theory lunatic yeah yeah so those my those are the those those are essentially my my thoughts are i, I eventually led me to i don't think a lot would have changed at all mm-hmm. um yeah uh maybe the time the times would have shifted a little bit some things might have been delayed whether that would eventually impact wwf versus wcw i doubt it um, I, I doubt it would shift it enough to have impacted that. Mm-hmm. The eventuality that WCW would still go out of business and WF would would prosper. Yep, um, and I appreciate your your input. Um, and yeah, I'm glad we were kind of uh, pretty much on the same page in in terms of what uh, what the the long term um, outcome for the company is. Um, but uh, this week's topic um, was picked by me, obviously, because I was on my own. Uh, but I went with uh, what if The Rock uh, never left for for Hollywood Um, so obviously everybody knows The Rock biggest uh, movie star in the world right now Um, so as I I like to do on the show I thought I'd give a little bit of a backstory into into The Rock and and kind of his uh, early career and and how he got to the point he's at now Um, so he, he had a stint of playing college football for the University of Miami, uh, where he won a national championship. Um, and he looked to be transitioning into being a, an NFL star, uh, but uh, he didn't. He wasn't drafted. And then he had a short stint in the Canadian Football League. After that, um, he transitioned into uh, professional wrestling uh, as part of the the, the legendary Anoe family uh, and kind of following in the footsteps of his of his grandfather Peter Maivia and his and his dad uh, Rocky Johnson. 
debuted in the WWF in 1996 uh, when he went, um, first of all, by the, the moniker Flex Cabana. Uh, and then when he made his TV debut, he was uh, Rocky Mayavia. Uh, he was fantastic uh, attire. It was a fantastic poodle hairstyle as well. And yeah. he's the only person I know who can rock a turtleneck, a gold, gold chain and a bum bag and still look cool. <laughs> <laughs> you mean fanny pack? Fanny Pat, boom back to to us here on this side of the pond. Um, <laughs> but uh, he was pivotal in in uh, in the rise for for WWE uh, and their popularity during the Attitude Era. He had notable feuds with the McMahon's, with Triple H, Mankind. Uh, but his biggest feud was his career feud with Stone Cold Steve Austin, uh, and and that that kind of. Um, Charisma and uh, and just um, fan love that he got had, was a big part in helping WWE beat WCW uh, the rivals and and really break into uh, the mainstream, uh, garnering huge viewer numbers and even bigger uh, profits uh, year on year for the company. But as the WWE uh, pushed into the mainstream, uh, the lights of Hollywood beckoned for The Rock. Uh, he obviously has charisma for days. Uh, and that made him almost uh, a perfect fit for uh, leading man roles in action movies, uh, buddy comedies, uh, and kind of superhero movies. Um, so his first major role was uh, as star of The Scorpion King, which was uh, kind of an offshoot of the, the Mummy franchise. Uh, that- he was CGI in that, wasn't he? In The, the Mummy Returns, he oh was, yeah, that that part was CGI in in his uh, in his actual kind of real on screen debut. The 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 Scorpion King. He was he was uh, in the flesh. Yeah, I get. I assume he was. He's only CGI because the the actual the way the Scorpion King appeared in the Mummy Two had necessitated it to be CGI. It wasn't yeah. like they just wanted Pretty his much. voice or whatever. No, pretty much. I think the the plan was always to have like a a spin off with The Rock as a star, and that was uh, essentially just to get his foot in the door because he wasn't in the 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 original Mummy film for that long. Uh, it's only like a few minutes near the end. But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and, what, and Scorpion King was was that was that WWE films? No, or, or were, that, they were affiliated. I think they got a producer credit, right? Okay, uh, but it was definitely uh, it was definitely not a, a WWE Studios produced film. Uh, but getting back to the Scorpion King, it, the movie made three times its original budget uh, and opened at number one uh, at the box office across the world. Um, and then after he he finally scored a WrestleMania victory over his long term career rival Stone Cold at WrestleMania 19. Um, he he started to spend more and more time in Hollywood and less and less time in the WWE. And there was a, a period between 2004 and 2007 where he was pretty much away from the company all the way through that um, and was very sporadic in, in his uh, WWE appearances until he came back for the, the WrestleMania matches against Cena in 2011 uh, to 2013. And then once that uh, uh, storyline had run its course, he kind of returned back to his, uh, his sporadic appearance schedule. Uh, but in Hollywood, totally different story. Um, after the success of The Scorpion King, uh, he followed that up with The Rundown, with Walking Tall, with Doom, uh, Get Smart, and just dozens and dozens of films uh, 
with pretty decent to modest success. Uh, but he really kind of uh, hit the, the big time when he landed the role of Hobbs in Fast Five. Uh, this this role is what propelled The Rock into the high earners of Hollywood. Uh, and then Fast and Furious 6 uh, made even more money. And then when we get to Fast 7, that was actually the first billion-dollar movie that The Rock was involved in. Uh, that led to a, uh, a spin-off of his own with uh, the, the um, Fast Presents Hobbs and Shaw. Um, I like that then, one. That was a yeah, good one. I, I think all of the the, the fast um, films with The Rocking have been very, very entertaining. Yeah, yeah. I find the the, the uh, just going off 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 track a bit. I find the the normal series, yeah, you know, a little bit far fetched. I know that's the point, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, Hobbs and Shaw was hilarious. Just such a good film. It it, re- it really really was. Um, so in the it's been a, around a decade since he actually landed the the role of Hobbs in in uh, in uh, Fast Five, uh, and in that time he's got on to become the hottest property in Hollywood. Um, since two thousand and seventeen, he's been uh, in the top five earning uh, highest grossing stars. At both the world, uh, both the uh, domestic and international box office, in 2018 and 2019, he was the number one uh, grossing star for for both uh, international and domestic box offices. He's the 16th highest domestic grossing star of all time. He's made 3.3 billion in revenue, and he's also the 15th highest worldwide grossing star with 12.4 billion revenue um so yeah he's he's a behemoth of entertainment i don't uh, know why he gave up wrestling <laughs> fucking idiot <laughs> in terms of uh his his own pay uh he's been the the highest paid actor for three years straight between uh 2018 and 2020 uh he made 124 million in 2018 89.4 in 2019 and 87.5 uh, million in 2020. He has an estimated fortune of around $320 million. He's got a, a packed schedule for the next three to four years for movies. He's got his own production company with uh, seven books. He's a part owner of the, the Voss Water Company. He part owns uh, Terimana Tequila. He part owns the XFL. He's got a sponsorship deal uh, worth millions with Under Armour, and he's he's on target to be a genuine billionaire within the next five years. Just wow. absolutely unreal. And there's even the long-standing rumours that he's he's got his eye on um, being being president of the United States, which is phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. That'd be the, the the cherry on the cake, wouldn't it? It, it certainly would. It, I mean, what a what a rags to riches story, though. Um, coming from coming down to Florida with essentially seven dollars in his pocket to to now being worth three hundred and twenty million, being the most recognizable movie star in the world, and every project you're involved with is a is a massive home run. He's just. It's, it's it's inspirational. There's no other way to to describe it. It's incredible. He's an incre- incredible human being. And he, well, he, he, he's a demigod, isn't he? Because he was he was Maui as well, which was 
is, is finest performance or certainly the one i've seen what most. can i say except you're welcome that's <laughs> <laughs> right, so that is a brilliant performance you you were absolutely right so um the the plan for this episode is what if that hollywood journey didn't happen for the rock what if he stuck around in WWE? how would um how would wrestling land the landscape of wrestling change how would his career go um yeah um would you like to go first or would you like me to go first um you you did uh you did a lot of work last week didn't i shall you sit back and then uh have you got a book in for us this week uh i have um i've got a timeline um right you you know how I book now. I, I essentially book week to week, month to month. Well, this for this I've actually gone year to year. Okay. Um, so I'm I'm happy to go first if if that's uh, if you'd like to hear what I've got to got planned for for the rock. All right. Let's hear let's hear your booking. I've I, I've done the usual. I've got my uh, I've, I've got my. Five, Scat- five or six scattergram <laughs> my scattergram with my five or six points that i think <laughs> most important things that might have happened and uh we'll, we'll see if any of mine pop up correlate with yours okay so um for context in my storyline the the scorpion king still happens uh the wrestlemania 19 match still happens uh and the rock does have a less intense schedule if you compare it to his his heyday in the Attitude Era. Uh, And I've actually got to give a a lot of props to um, someone over on Reddit uh, called Russia Romil, who kind of laid the groundwork for for the way I've booked uh, this. So props to to that guy. Uh, But... Yep, I'm going to start with 2003. Uh, well, 2003, 2004, because uh, these go essentially from WrestleMania to WrestleMania. Um, so we've no need to take time away to film Walking Tall. Um, I don't think The Rock leaves after he loses at Backlash to to Goldberg. Um, instead, he gets inserted in the into the the continuing feud between uh, Triple H and Booker T. Uh, if you remember that whole kind of you people uh, and never champion bullshit that, that happened at WrestleMania 19. Who could forget? Yeah, exactly. Um, so I have Booker and The Rock trading the title in the lead up to SummerSlam. Uh, and then it's 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 there where the Goldberg loss at, uh, at Backlash returns to bat him as uh, Bill Goldberg defeats The Rock for the for the World Heavyweight title. And then after spending a few months uh, unsuccessfully challenging Goldberg to, to win the strap back, um, he transitions into a WrestleMania 20 feud with Shawn Michaels uh, after um, Shawn Michaels was the third man for the Rock and Sock match against Evolution at No Way Out 2004. If you remember, that was a two-on-three uh, uh, encounter. Um, but Shawn Michaels is added to that match, and then there's uh, there's shenanigans and blame uh, attributed to to why the Rock and Sock weren't able to get the victory. That leads to the Rock and Shawn Michaels facing off, and they absolutely steal the show at WrestleMania um, with the Rock going over. So then we're going to 2004, 2005, and this WrestleMania rematch uh, with um, HBK happens at Backlash. Um, Shaw Michaels gets his win back, and this is. I just when... interject quickly. Okay. Did, did, did Rock and Shaw Michaels ever have a, have a match? 
I don't think that they ever had a singles match. I remember. I can't recall uh, one. I remember uh, listening to a, a Shaw Michaels uh, interview where he said one of his biggest regrets was that he didn't have a program with with with, uh, with the Rock. So yeah, it's a, a massive misstep. Absolutely. Wow. But, yeah. So um, Shaw, uh, Shaw Michaels gets his win back at, at Backlash, uh, and this is the 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 first time we see Rock take a, a sustained period away from from the WWE. But he's back for SummerSlam. Uh, he's involved in a, a huge triple threat dream match with uh, with um, Triple H and Shawn Michaels for the World Heavyweight Title. The Rock wins. Uh, he's victorious, capitalizing on the the tension between the former uh, DX partners, uh, and this makes him an eleven time world champion. That that number will be uh, uh, will be significant once we get towards the the tail end of my booking. Um, but after after winning the title, he sees off Triple H in in the fallout, and then we see uh, a new contender rise from the ashes. One Randy Orton, the protege of Triple H, uh, and Orton shocks the world when he beats The Rock for the title at Survivor Series, um, which then leads up to uh, what happened in real life: the betrayal from Triple H, the breakup of Evolution, uh, and then we get a triple threat between. Um, Orton, um, Trips, and the Royal Rumble winner, uh, Batista. Um, Batista leaves uh, SmackDown to be part of that triple threat match because if you remember in the in the original timeline, Batista won uh, the Royal Rumble, the whole kind of uh, the, the John Cena uh, and Vince McMahon's quads exploding Royal Rumble finish. Uh, well, Batista won the Rumble and Triple H was trying to convince him to uh, to go to SmackDown. Um, and and not face Triple H on Raw, um, but Batista does. Uh, he does uh, go uh, to be part of that triple threat match, uh, which means there's a big gap on SmackDown, um, which uh, leads Teddy Long, who's the general manager, to introduce the biggest acquisition in SmackDown history, none other than the great one, The Rock. Um, but the fans don't take to this version of The Rock. He comes in very cocky, very arrogant with the whole, this is my show, The Rock show, SmackDown. You you guys should essentially bow to my feet. Uh, but in an attempt to kind of curry the favour of this fan base, uh, The Rock teams up with uh, Cena and Undertaker to defeat JBL and his cabinet. Uh, but he's still booed by the fans. And... In a fit of anger and a, a fit of retaliation, The Rock hits Undertaker with a, a huge rock bottom, which builds to a WrestleMania 21 showdown with the dead man. Ooh. Yeah. And as WrestleMania then, I think WrestleMania 21 was the, the WrestleMania God Hollywood, um, we see Undertaker standing tall and he's beat The Rock uh, to continue the streak. I think the streak at that time was... 12 and all so yeah the rock he's he's defeated at wrestlemania so getting to 2005 2006 um the rock is tormented by that loss tormented by the uh ever booing fans so he looks at smackdown's biggest baby face at the time uh eddie guerrero and he uh he challenges eddie guerrero um and he loses to eddie at great american bash he, the Rock ends up getting his win back um, to uh, to become number one contender. 
for John Cena's WWE title. Uh, Cena wins that match. Uh, and then um, he goes on to um, to challenge uh, John Cena at SummerSlam, where he, he wins his 12th world title. Uh, he has um, successful defences uh, with uh, Eddie coming back for uh, for a rematch. Cena wanted a rematch. Uh, Ray, uh, Mysterio, and Undertaker. And we see The Rock actually have a sustained run with a title uh, all the way to uh, WrestleMania 22, where Royal Rumble winner... Kurt Angle challenges The Rock for the title and he beats him at WrestleMania 22. Oof, this is this is interesting so far. So Rock, Rock a lot of losing. He does <laughs> at WrestleMania specifically. Ah, um, didn't notice that. Yeah, so uh going into 2006 and 2007, um we get a, a WrestleMania rematch at Judgment Day. Uh Kurt returns and The Rock takes a, another Break away from the ring, um, considering he had an eight-month run with the title. I think it's pretty well-deserved. And you don't actually see The Rock for the majority of 2006, uh, but he returns to uh, a very special pay-per-view, uh, one where he made his debut a decade earlier. Uh, this time he's part of Team Angle in their Survivor Series victory over Team Booker. And The Rock ends 2006 with a, a win at Armageddon against Booker uh, and then starts 2007 with a hot streak when he wins his second ever Royal Rumble uh, and then instantly he declares that he wants to face the, the WWE champion who at the time was, was John Cena. Uh, we get to WrestleMania and we uh, have Cena versus um, versus The Rock again and this time The, the Rock comes out, finally gets his win at WrestleMania, finally uh, wins the world title on the big show when he beats Cena for that belt. So then going into 2007-2008, um, the Rock-Cena feud carries on through Backlash and through Judgment Day uh, with The Rock uh, coming out on top. Um, but after his win against Cena at Judgment Day, he doesn't actually leave that pay-per-view as champion. Because once he beat the Doctor of Fugonomics, a tired, aching, sore rock is is dethroned by the ultimate opportunist, Edge, who cashes in his Money in the Bank briefcase and strips the rock of his WWE title. This leads to another break from the, from the ring for, for the rock. Uh, this one, not as long, though. He's back for the, the draft lottery in 2007, uh, where he's drafted to Raw. Uh, and his first major feud on Raw is with uh, his cousin, Umaga. Uh, and he beats Umaga at No Mercy, and he beats him at Cyber Sunday, uh, and then challenges world heavyweight champion Randy Orton for the title at Survivor Series. Uh, and we get a lot of kind of callbacks to Survivor Series from a decade earlier. I mean, if you remember the year before, we spoke about how uh, um, it was an important show for the Rocks. It, he made his... Um, his uh, debut at Survivor Series uh, in 1996. But something even more uh, pivotal for the wrestling business happened at Survivor Series 1997. That was the Montreal Screwjob. So in homage to that, we almost see uh, a reversal of the Montreal Screwjob when William Regal and Vince stop the timekeeper from ringing the bell just as Randy Orton is tapping out to the sharpshooter. 
Um, the Miami crowd are fuming that uh, their hometown hero has been screwed by Vince. So then on the Raw after Survivor Series, we see Orton take the rock out. Uh, and he goes again on another another break, but he, we see, we don't see him till the Rumble when he comes back and beats Orton for that World Heavyweight title. And on that same night, we see uh, a return from uh, a long-term injury uh, for one John Cena, who comes back and miraculously wins the Royal Rumble, potentially setting up a rematch at WrestleMania with The Rock. So... We get to No Way Out. Um, the Rock has to defend his title in the Elimination Chamber. Uh, and after a hard-fought defence, The Rock versus Cena 2 is confirmed for WrestleMania. So we get that once-in-a-lifetime match again. <laughs> <laughs> so we uh, we again get some more homage to things that have happened in the past. Um, if you remember the the last time The Rock faced somebody in a, a WrestleMania rematch, that was against Stone Cold. Um, Vince got involved in that match. He gets involved in this match. He comes to the ring and offers The Rock a chair to lay waste to, to John Cena. The Rock refuses the chair. And whilst he's refusing it, Cena hits him with a low blow, takes the chair and lays absolute waste to the rock. He's fell for the same thing again. He's uh, hit with a nephew and pinned by John Cena. And in a, a very eerie repeat of 2001, the biggest face in the company has made a deal with the devil to defeat the rock. You've, you've turned him. I have. I've turned Cena. Oh, I, I, that's bold. I, I had to do it. So... <laughs> We get to 2008, 2009. Uh, the Rock uh, has uh, another breakaway. Um, and we see Cena and Orton running roughshod over Raw um, as essentially a modern-day power trip uh, under the, the leadership of McMahon. Uh, but Rock returns at SummerSlam uh, to get uh, revenge on John Cena, who is still champion. Uh, but unfortunately for, for The Rock, he's unsuccessful. Uh, and once this feud's done, we actually see Rock spend a little bit of time out of the title picture because every time he's returned, he's quickly pushed back into the main event. Uh, we see him reuniting with uh, Mick Foley. Uh, and he he and Mick, as part of the Rock and Sock connection, start to take on uh, more members of this ever-growing power trip faction. So at Unforgiven, we see them uh, beat Cordy and Ted DiBiase's legacy, um, and then post-match, we have Orton coming out to help um, Corda and DiBiase uh, beat down on, on the two veterans. This leads to a power trip versus Team Raw um, match on Survivor Series. The power trip win uh, very, very easily. Randy Orton is, uh, is the MVP of the match, really uh, has a standout performance. And then we cut to Cena, and, and Vince looking on in concern as, as they see Randy Orton standing tall, almost in a kind of what, what monster have we created style. So Orton goes on to win the Rumble. Uh, the Rock gets eliminated by Edge, which kickstarts a feud between them two. Um, so we have Edge um, 
um, taking on uh, the Rock in, in a feud. Um, and after narrowly escaping uh, No Way Out uh, with the WWE uh, title by the skin of his teeth, we see Edge is booked um, to face the great one at WrestleMania. Uh, and he's able to beat um, the Radar Superstar. Uh, despite in interference from Eddie Guerrero, and he ends uh, WrestleMania again as a WWE champion. So 2009-2010 comes around, and with the victory over Edge, that makes The Rock now a 15-time world champion. Uh, he's getting he there. He's getting there, exactly. Um, he retains against Edge at Backlash, retains against Edge at No Way Out, uh, and that 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 feud is is then pretty much wrapped up. Um, he looks to his next challenger, and that that man is one Jeff Hardy. Uh, but Edge and Vicky Guerrero will not be pushed into the shadows, and and uh, a SmackDown GM uh, Vicky uh, inserts her husband into the match at Extreme Rules, uh, which makes it a triple threat. The Rock uh, is able to retain. And then at the Great American Bash, Jeff Hardy finally gets his uh, his one-on-one single match against the champ. He doesn't waste that opportunity, uh, and he beats The Rock to become a champion. Uh, but kind of like The Rock earlier in the in the in the storyline, his joy is very short-lived because uh, the money in the bank holder cashes in uh, to capitalize on a, on a weakened Jeff Hardy. And that money in the bank holder is one Chicago-made punk. Oh, see punk, see punk. So the rock, I wonder when he showed his face. Exactly, and I knew I was. I left this till to the end because I knew it would pop you, popping the boys. <laughs> so we um, we see the Rock take another sabbatical, um, but comes back to win the Royal Rumble again. Uh, and he he takes that that win to uh, to get himself an opportunity against CM Punk in the main event of WrestleMania 26, uh, and in that process he uh, erases a lot of issues that Punk actually had with the with the WWE because Punk is getting his WrestleMania main event. The Rock isn't stealing his spot. He's not being pushed down the card. Um, so. Um, Has he still got a staff infection? <laughs> he, he gets multiple Z packs <laughs> instead of just one. He gets multiple. <laughs> uh, but after a brutal uh, battle, CM Punk is defeated by The Rock, uh, which makes him uh, equals Ric Flair's 16 time world champion record. The Nature Boy's music hits. He, oh. he comes to the ring. A stare down, and then the nature boy raises the hand of the great one as he hands him the title as they now share the record for the most amount of world titles. End scene. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. That's the end. 
that's where I've left it on that on that cliffhanger because I think that's a a cool um, happy moment to leave it on. Ah, oh, you've gone soft. <laughs> <laughs> we don't leave it on happy moments here. Ah, oh, that was wonderful. I like that. Is a lot of a lot of callbacks, a lot of a lot of repeating themes, a lot of uh, a lot of linkages all the way through. You you thought about that one, didn't you? Yeah, and like I said, props to um, Russia, Russia Emil on on Reddit because um, and definitely go on and 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 check it out. He uh, he or she, I don't actually know the person, but they laid a lot of groundwork uh, for me to to pour over and kind of manipulate into a into a, a cohesive story. So yeah, props to them. But yeah, I had I had a lot of fun booking this. A lot of fun. Yeah, now it's time to tear it apart. Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of repeated themes in what I think what I think would have happened. Um, and as I say, I I, I love that booking, and I think it, it, it's kind. It, I've got ways I got ways it would differ, and which which I which I go through. But actually, yeah, the general theme is pretty much the same. So, should I take you through it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> Number one. <laughs> Uh, Rock sets the world record for number of world titles won. Wow! <laughs> there it is. How that's era. How how kind of on the same page we we end up being, isn't that? But it, it it seems like a um, thank you. It seems seems like a a, a no brainer because uh, what he he won ten, didn't he? Yeah, in, in his time, I know some of some of them were some of them. Well, at least one of them was in the, in the, the later period when he came back. Um, and as we discussed so many times on um, on the original Badlands, because uh, because The Rock came up so many times because he was in our top four at the at the end. The, the, he, his his official number of matches at eight eight hundred and fifty two. Mm-hmm. As we kept saying, everyone else in that, everyone else at the top of that Rushmore were. You double that, yeah, maybe maybe more. I mean, so he wanted with Ric Flair. It was it was like five <laughs> times that amount. <laughs> so he so, so won ten championships in that amount of time, and I can't remember how many years he was fully active. But it wasn't it wasn't long, was it? It was from ninety six to around two thousand and three, so yeah. seven years essentially. I know exactly. he won the title a couple of times in the in his like off period. Uh, but yeah, he's, he's, he had a, essentially a seven-year career. Yeah, so it's, 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 so it stands to reason that that he would he would definitely achieve that if if he, I mean, even if like in in your in your booking he he worked well, not part time, but um, he t- he took breaks. Even if he took breaks over that period, he would he would set that record. I think, mm-hmm. um, and consequently, uh, I don't think Cena. Orton and Triple H would have as many because because okay. if, if if someone else has got the, got the title more, then they're going to have less, aren't they? Um, so I think we yeah we'd, we'd have a we'd we'd have we'd have a, a situation where the where the Rock is hunting down that that Ric Flair record, and again it stands to reason as as you did in yours that there would be some kind of meeting of the two, whether it's a a, a passing of the torch or whether they attempted a. 
attempted a match. Flair versus The Rock. <laughs> you've headlined know. WrestleMania. Oh no, you have. You've headlined Starcade after Starcade after Starcade. <laughs> Why not headline one more Starcade with The Rock? <laughs> so, I think that, that, that that's number one. That would definitely happen. Um, and I don't think anyone would have any complaints about that, really. No, I agree. Um, I think they'd have less complaints about Cena equaling the record than than they had about Cena equaling the record. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so that goes on to uh, alluding to that there where I said that it would probably affect the number of title reigns Cena, Orton, and Triple H would have. Um, number two, SmackDown was the rock show. So I, I differ to you in some ways. I think he would always be drafted to SmackDown. Similar to uh, Cena was always drafted to SmackDown, wasn't he? Yeah. Which again will fit into something I say later, but um, yeah, I think I think he would be he would be pretty much SmackDown devoted. The show was, well, I don't know if the show wasn't created for him, but in, in kind of kayfabe it was, wasn't it? Um, um, and he was named after SmackDown was kind of his saying, wasn't it? So I think I think he would always he he would always be a SmackDown wrestler. Now I think. The effect that would have, and again, I differ to yours here somewhere. If if he's if if the rock's in there, someone someone else needs to drop out. And looking at it, I think logically, JBL doesn't happen. Okay. Um, because just 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 because. Uh, <laughs> As, as I say, logic, lo- logically, if you've got one extra person in there, one extra person has to drop out. You can't have an yeah. unlimited roster of top top and, stars. And, and the thing with JBL was that there were the stars that were on SmackDown weren't ready for that for that spot. So JBL yeah. was was essentially the ultimate transition champion. I think he did he did a, an underrated job as SmackDown champion. Um, but you're right; if the Rock's there. Uh, perhaps there's no need for JBL to to need to be that transition. No, he was fantastic, and mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't really I don't know the full details. Again, it's kind of a period I was kind of half watching at that point. Um, it feels to me like he was never he was probably never intended to be champion as long as he was. He just he 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 just, he just took the ball and and run with it as they, as they say. Yeah, and he, think, he was think, brilliant, and he deserved what he got. Yeah, the making of it was the Eddie Guerrero feud, I think. Yeah. That that's what what proved that JBL was able to carry the the brand. Yeah. Um so yeah, it's definitely nothing against him at all. I just think someone drops out, so it's him. Mm-hmm. Um and obviously JBL famously a heel. I, I I agree with your booking. I think we see a a mega the rock heel run so kind of towards the end of his his first run with wwe the fans were start actually starting to turn on him anyway yeah and, um, and, and that was one of the 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 hardest parts to to book i suppose because as much as uh everybody loves the rock a sustained face rock can get pretty boring pretty quickly yeah. because his whilst his catchphrases are funny, if you're hearing them week on week, they they get tedious. So he needs to go away and then come back, and we we get like a, a revisiting of the greatest hits. 
but he leaves before it, it kind of outstays his welcome. That was difficult to, to, to get around. So I feel the, the, the turns needed to happen to keep him fresh. Yeah, absolutely. And he's a great heel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not much different to him. He's a face. He's, no. it's, it's the same, uh, the same kind of a catchphrase and the same kind of attitude. It's just that his vitriol is aimed at the fans rather than aimed at his opponent. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he was always a fantastic heel, heel when he, when he was a heel. And, uh, there's something about when you're that entertaining, if you, if you deliberately deprive the fans of being entertaining, then there's, there's something like really nasty and bad guy about that, isn't it? You know, I could have you all laughing, I could have you all cheering, but I'm not going to give you the satisfaction. Yeah, I mean, how many times did he uh, start singing and then um, said, whoa, this ain't sing along with the champ? Um, <laughs> exactly. That, that kind of thing. So, yeah, uh, yeah. you make a, a really good point there. So yeah, I, I think he'd have a big heel run. He'd he'd be in that replacing replacing JBL there. Um, yeah, because like, like I say, I, I, after after the match with Hogan, people were the, the fans were starting to turn on him anyway. And I I didn't know this, but I I read it that actually after after the Lesnar match, he tried to do a kind of a a goodbye speech or something, and he got yeah. booed. At uh, SummerSlam 2002, yeah, yeah, was it 2000? Yeah, I think it was 2002. Yeah, the 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 booed him out of the building. Yeah, yeah. So, which is uh, mind blowing. I don't I don't know how I missed that at the time. Um, I well, I wasn't kind of reading websites and stuff um, back then, so I just didn't know that had happened. So, um, again, revisionist history. Rock was always super popular, but mm-hmm. he wasn't. So, so I think that. The, the heel turn was there and i think maybe they could uh and again correct me if the timelines are all shonky and wrong here maybe he could have revisited he could, have, he, he could almost do a a bloodline um a bloodline um storyline 20 years earlier with uh obviously we know rikishi ran over austin for the rock may maybe all along he did and rock did ask him to do it Maybe, yeah. and they could, re- we could revisit that massive heel turn. Uh, you, you said Umaga wasn't long from coming up, so he, you know, he could have been part of it. Yep, there's an idea there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the 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 there's there's meat on the bone now for that for that bloodline thing though with 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 Roman and with uh, the Usos and the Rock coming back. There's a storyline there waiting to to be played with uh, Roman thinking he's the head of the table, then the Rock coming in saying, "Listen, I I laid the groundwork for this. I'm the head of the table. You acknowledge me." Um, yep. So, so yeah, that could have easily worked ten years ago. Definitely. I mean, it, as you say, it's there to happen, whether it will or not. It I guess depends if he gets a gap in his diary big enough to do it. And, and if, if the <laughs> Vince is willing to pay, exactly. Um, I, based on the figures you were quoting earlier, I don't think they can. I don't think they can. Yeah, I, I was. I was. Um, I, I I used to use a, a website called Box Office Mojo for 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 stuff like that for for numbers that um, that uh, movies uh, made. But I think they've been bought out by IMDb, so it's all kind of behind a paywall. Um, so I actually found another website and looking at the numbers 
of of how much money his films have made. It was it was staggering. I mean, twelve point four billion over over his career in in revenue for his movies. Just it's amazing, it's, isn't it? It's it's an obscene amount of money. Because one of the things I did here on one of my uh, one of my one of my spider spider legs was I was wondering how would and I'm going to point on it because I didn't get anywhere with it. But, but but how would how would Hollywood have changed if Rock hadn't been there? And I was looking down the list of films, and there's nothing really there that he makes all this money, but there's nothing amazing there, is there? I mean, Fast, Fast and Furious is great, but he came in late. It was already a great franchise. He's never going to make. He's never going to get an Oscar. Is it? No, he's, but, but he. He's a, a, a comedy slash action star. So I'm sure somebody else would have filled those roles if The Rock wasn't there to, to take them. They may have not made as much money, but I'm sure Hollywood is is a way uh, bigger machine than the WWE ever will be. That's what WWE are aspiring to be. So I'm sure that Hollywood wouldn't have felt that much change if the no. rock didn't turn up. It, I mean, for Austin may have took some of those roles. Um, Jason Moa may have had a bigger career if it wasn't for him being a, a wish version <laughs> of the rock. Yeah, <laughs> poor, poor Jason Momoa. That was horrible. Sorry, yeah. Jason. He's he's dealt a bad hand, though, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, right. Okay. So. Next one again, kind of um, it, it pulls something out, pulls something out that that you well, exactly that you 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 booked yourself. Um, when I think about the Rock, I think this sounds a bit weird because he did he he did have yeah what was at the time a massive feud with Austin, mm-hmm. but I still feel like he does he didn't have a career defining feud. Okay, because. Because because Austin's was McMahon, I feel like Rock didn't have Rock doesn't really have one. When I think of him, I just think of him as the Rock. I don't think, oh, I might remember all those battles he had with X. Yeah, uh, f- for me, I, I get what you what you're saying. Uh, the the matches with um, with Austin were important to the rock's career but not as important to austin's career his mm. his feud with mcmahon was way more important so it's almost like the rock is uh the sad piece of austin would you say but um yeah. if you if you're looking away from austin i think it, it's triple h i think triple h is his his career feud yeah uh, that's what that kind of what i was going to get I, I think those two were destined to be be wrapped together for, for for their entire career. So for, for all of that, all of the the uh, the the two thousands, I think you would have just constantly got Rock and Triple H, uh, uh, and it, it's a shame we didn't. It's a shame their their feud didn't really go to the heights it it should have done because the, because because the Rock left. Yeah, and um, and ironically, it, that would mean he's just been Triple H's side piece as well because I always link Triple H to Shawn Michaels. Um, yeah, I mean they were like the best of friends, the worst of enemies uh, in throughout throughout their their career. So yeah, the Rock is stuck in that kind of middle middle pace where he's the always the bridesmaid. Yeah, 
<laughs> yes, right. But I think then he would have gone on, and I think I think his career feud would have been Cena. Mm-hmm. As I said, they both they yeah. both in 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 my timeline they both would have been SmackDown the majority of their career, so they would have been clashing a lot. I would have had Rock as a heel, and Cena eventually becomes the the, the super face. Um, and but but again, as your booking showed, they could easily switch that round as well to freshen it up, like similar to what they've done with Brock Lesnar and uh, Roman Reigns recently. Um, I think, uh, and we've seen we saw from the once in a lifetime and the and then again match <laughs> matches that their chemistry was fantastic, and mm-hmm. uh, and they did they you know they intermittently they did string that feud out for two years. So it was a it was a long feud. It just it had flashpoints rather than rather than being constant. I, they they could they could have run for years and years. And I, I actually think Rock and Cena would have been a feud for the ages. Yeah, and someone else who I, who I, who I tried to kind of book into man, uh, but it. it I didn't want to go too far away from the original timeline. I wanted to keep as much uh, of that in as possible. But so anyway, I, I really wanted to kind of push into that storyline, and it, and it just didn't work every time I attempted it. Was was Kurt Angle because I feel that he's someone who, whilst he's an amazing talent, he's never really had a career feud in WWE. No. Didn't. So I think he would have been a, a perfect foil for, for for the Rock, but like I said, it, it just it it didn't make sense whenever I tried to kind of uh, push Kurt Angle into into the storyline too much. No, but they they were they were feuding quite a bit um, around 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 the time of the invasion, weren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because we talked about that recently. Why did Kurt leave WWF? So he was, he was um he got an addiction to painkillers. Uh he obviously had his broken neck uh and he he didn't want to take time away to get it fixed. Uh so he relied on painkillers. He asked the WWE uh to be released from his contract to to uh get better. Um and then a couple of months later turned up on, on TNA. <laughs> Still, still massively addicted to pain because I think he's he spoke about it on his uh the Kurt, on- Kurt Angle podcast with uh Conrad Thompson saying that when he went to TNA, uh, whilst he had um a great career there, he was still he was he was fucked up, he was massively addicted to painkillers, and they didn't have the structure in TNA that they had in WWE where they can they can spot the triggers or they can yeah. uh they can see when people are, are really struggling. So he just carried on for for years, just taking painkill after painkill after painkill, and, and essentially wrecking his career. Yeah, which yeah, is well, a, a damn shame. It is a damn shame, and we'll, we'll I guess I guess we're lucky he's still with us. As, as morbid <laughs> as that sounds, um, uh, I, the reason I asked that was I wondered if if he had if they had linked him to the Rock, and kind of that became. A Kurt Angle career feud, if you like, wonder, wonder if that mm-hmm. would have changed his mind on leaving, and actually yeah. Kurt would have stayed around for a long time. Yeah, I think if, like I said, I don't think Kurt had a particular career feud. Um, if anyone, he probably had his best best um, storyline with Brock. I think uh, that was a, a really good storyline. But yeah, he, he was someone who, who he was like a chameleon. I always I think of Kurt like he could you could fit him in a feud with anyone and it just worked yeah. because of how good he was. Um but yeah, it would have been cool to see him have 
uh, a feud where they just were inextricably linked together throughout the career. And it would have been cool for The Rock, but it is what it is. Yep. Okay, next one. We've got... Um, so, if, if, if Rock and Cena are feuding throughout the, the 2000s, you obviously you don't you don't get the you don't get the once in a lifetime uh moment that WrestleMania and and that was the biggest selling WrestleMania or biggest selling pay per view of all time. Mm-hmm. I believe it still it still is. And it, in in my opinion, it's the it's the last mega WrestleMania main event. I can't think I can't think of any anything else that i mean there's that and and there's rock and Aust- uh, rock and hogan in terms of th- those icon versus icon matches okay um can, can you think of any others that what uh matches for the rock specifically or, or no in, no just ma- in- just massive wrestle like massive wrestlemania that that that, cr- that you know that cross over Okay. Because I, I, I Cena Rock is the biggest selling pay per view of all time because it crossed over. And yeah, because they were both well, they were both essentially the movie stars. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think you're right. I think in terms of uh, the wrestling bubble, Brock versus Roman is huge. But outside of uh, Brock's kind of crossover to UFC, uh, and and we've got a burgeoning, I suppose, uh, Roman um, crossover with mainstream. But yeah, it's nowhere near the level of of, uh, of Rock versus Cena. No. Well, look at the, the one that, the one everyone's clamoring for is Roman versus Rock, <laughs> which which is mad. So essentially, and, and now Brock versus Lashley. Yeah. Yeah. So um, where was I? Go- where was I going? Right. So <laughs> it's it's. It's quite difficult with this one, this one, because it might might be an element of confirmation bias. Because this is where I came back into watching WWE. But I feel like there was a resurgence of people, lapsed fans, coming back to WWE round about that time and round about the CM Punk time. And, and those two things kind of went hand in hand together, which I think then played a part. Also played a part in that being the biggest selling pay per view of all time. Okay. Um. So if you. If Rock's around just full time and he's feeding with Cena, obviously that never that never happens, and uh, I just don't think you get you don't you don't get that 2010 2011 bit of resurgence there with the Laps fans coming back. I don't know what what effect that has long term, but but I, I, I think it'd be an interesting quirk. And and then you, but then you again you you mentioned it to to, to pop me is the uh is the cm punk issue is if rock stayed if if the once in a lifetime stuff doesn't happen then as you say cm punk probably gets his wrestlemania main event um and he's a much happier guy and perhaps he does perhaps he does stick around and but, the, that's, but a, that's the, a whole new timeline. That's a whole new yeah. timeline again. The the issue I had with it, I mean, I, like I said, I, I put him in there because I knew it would absolutely pop you, being the the punk mark that you are. <laughs> but his whole kind of character for the, for his last real run in WWE was built around him not getting his dues, him being passed over, um, and if he's involved in 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 the main events. 
do we get that edginess? I mean, he was always edgy, don't get me wrong, but do we get that that WWE career-defining edginess that, that we get with Punk? I mean, it's a... Well, we, we, don't, we don't get his defining moment. Yeah, and, and his edginess is what is carrying him now through AEW. He's, uh, whether he likes it or not, his popularity is, is, is based on how he feels he was treated in the WWE, uh, and that's kind of the, the the big part of his character in AEW. Um, do we get that? Because he's got his flowers, he's got his WrestleMania moment, he's got his uh, his uh, collector cups, he's got his ice cream bars, um, he's had his multiple time world world titles. Do we have that pissed off, uh, mad at the world, mad at the system, punk? I don't know if that happens. God, now ain't that, ain't that interesting? Mm. That is, but and then without that kind of uh, that attitude and that um, the the fan uh, swell behind him, does he become the star that he became? So you 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 lose you lose the once in a lifetime pay per view, mm-hmm. and you lose the CM Punk that we came to know and love or hate, if depending on what you think of him. That's a that's a big loss to that period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all for, because the the selfish rock wouldn't piss off to Hollywood <laughs> and leave a gap in the company for for CM Punk to take in. <laughs> wow, we 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 go on, go on for ages about that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, my my final one. Again, bit of a stretch here, but I I could see this happening. I think he would now be in a senior role at WWE, um, akin to akin to Triple H, to Triple H's yeah. role. Reason I think that well, he's clearly a very talented, talented man, very creative. But the, the reason I think it is, he he's he's. And the things he does, he's he's very like Vince McMahon, and you can see it. You can see it here. So, so, so you know, he's he's gone now into um, into into like having his own movie studio. Kind of, I don't know what the correct word is for it, but um, well, he's, he's got a production company called Seven Books. Production company. That's that's what I look for. So he's got his production company. He wants to move into that, and and obviously he's produced films with WWE as well. The the Page one, um, mm-hmm. fighting with my family. So he's worked with WWE on that. Then you've also got he bought the XFL off Vince McMahon. He did. Um, so he clearly, he clearly has the same kind of ideas as Vince. A lot of what Vince prob- uh, Vince has rubbed off on him. Uh, the kind of like uh, yeah. the the business um, ethics, maybe the business kind of mindset where um he wants to diversify his revenue streams yeah i think you're absolutely on the, on on the on the money there uh he's very much wants to be uh an entertainment mogul like like vince's yeah so i i i think i think he, i think he would be in a leadership position at wwe and i think wwe would be a hell of a lot better off for it cuz i think well it it I don't think it's even a leap, but this is this is clear. He gets it. He gets the entertainment side more than Vince. Mm-hmm. He gets the mainstream side more than Vince. Um, he he, tar- he targets it in the same way, but he's better at it. So if yep. he was with Vince, they'd be 
And then with um, Triple H's mind for the wrestling, <laughs> it'd just yeah, be incredible. And, and I mean, and this is this is just spitballing from from that because I didn't even take any of that into into context with uh, Rock's man for the business and his uh, mainstream appeal. Add that to Triple H's um, finger on the pulse of of, of that, the indie talent and uh, and the way that the wrestling business is going. There's no need for a Vince to be there. Vince could have easily passed the baton on if, if, as you say, the Rock uh, goes back backstage and ends up kind of rising through the ranks of the the company. A, Vin, uh, a Triple H and and Rock led WWE becomes huge because they've got all of the bases covered and. The the one thing that they don't have is a, an out of touch uh, owner who essentially books for an audience of one. They've got people who know the business, but also know how to entertain. Yeah, that's that would be an outstanding uh, way for for WWE to go. That's Even that's months, brilliant. That's that's I'm genuinely blown <laughs> away with that. You've 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 shot me, Paul. I've drawn a I've drawn a line. That's it. That's the last bullet point. <laughs> Mic drop, kaboom! Well, that's a, that's a, a that's really astute. I didn't even remotely contemplate like the 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 thoughts of Rock going backstage and and kind of like having that impact. But yeah, it makes a, a hell of a lot of sense. It would now whether Vince would kind of uh, loosen those apron strings is a, is another shout. But um, in that timeline, he, and he did. Yeah, there'd be no stopping WWE. Absolutely no stopping them. It'd be so much bigger than it is now, and it's massive and, now. <laughs> and it'd be and it'd be more popular as well. They wouldn't maybe be that kind of that online hate for WWE as as we see a lot. There's a lot of kind of anti WWE rhetoric with rocking in charge, knowing what the fans want, and essentially giving the fans what they want. Yeah, that that goes away. There's no AEW. There's no need for an AEW. No. There you go. We come back to episode one. <laughs> Every episode leads to us closing AEW down there or just wiping them from existence. That that's the whole aim of Badlands. It's just to wipe all elite wrestling off the face of the earth. <laughs> Kenny doesn't leave New Japan. He stays in there forever. The books there. Cody doesn't leave because he's obviously been in a feud with the Rock, so he's happy. Yeah, there's no, there's no AEW. There's no need for an AEW. That's our conclusion. <laughs> Series over. What's the next one? Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey, folks. PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. That's a great segue because uh, the next topic is is your choice. Uh, but before that, uh, we've uh, got a, a bit of a bit of a scoop for, for the listeners. Uh, next week, we're going to actually have a special guest. Um, and hopefully as well, uh, Mr. Ray Cash uh, will be feeling up to being on the show. Um, he's uh, he's obviously uh, let us know that he, he wouldn't want to miss this one for the world. 
but yeah, uh, we're having one of our very, very good um, buddies in, in this wrestling uh, community that we're in. Uh, and someone who better come back to podcasting very, very quickly because I miss the, the show that they put out. Uh, we're having uh, one Clav from the Ricky and Clav show on next week. This is brilliant. This, this makes me very, very happy. Mm-hmm. Same. Absolutely the same. I can't, I can't wait to have him here. I, can't, I just can't wait. It's like it's so, like Christmas again. So, Paul, the pressure is on you now to come up with a topic befitting the royalty that is Sir Clavert. Hold on, give it a pause there. I've some, I think something's happened. <laughs> Sorry about that. Nothing to worry about. <laughs> Paul, sorry to bother you, but the house is burning down. <laughs> I thought it was a. I I did a COVID test right before I came on because I didn't want to give it to you. Um, you didn't want to give me COVID <laughs> over the airwaves. <laughs> and she had it in her hand, so I, I, I just genuinely assumed I was it was positive then. Oh, um, scenes if Mel comes in and she's drawn the second line. That would have been amazing. <laughs> and you just absolutely panicking as you try and come up with a topic for Clive. <laughs> that would have been brilliant. It wouldn't surprise me if she did that. She, she, she's, not happy. she's not happy I'm going, I have to go back to work tomorrow. Oh. Um, uh, because it, it, she, she doesn't don't think, doesn't think it's safe. She, she was uh, sat there when Boris did his 5 o'clock and I was like, COVID restrictions, <laughs> COVID restrictions. No, Boris, no. <laughs> right, better get back on topic. Sorry about that. It's, it's bad. So you just told me to pick a, pick the topic, didn't you? Yeah, so essentially, uh, Clara is coming onto the show. Um, you have the, the, the honour of giving him uh, a topic worthy of, of his, his lordship, Clav. Okay, well... They, they, they can only, they could be only one topic area for Clive, can't they? He's famously a huge fan of 205 Live. He, obviously, he earned himself the, the, the moniker of 205 Clive. Yeah. So how could we not pick something aligned to that? I think he will, we, there's, there's two distinct outcomes for this. He'll embrace it and think, yes, these guys know me and this is right down my alley or he'll go, for fuck's sake, I didn't really like 205 in the first place. Why do I keep being lumbered with it? <laughs> right, so here it is. What if what if uh, what if WWE had, had thrown the world behind 205 Live? What if they'd given it you know given it the impetus it needed to succeed? What if they'd uh, made a big deal of it? What if what if they'd yeah, given it the love that Clive clearly Believed it, it deserved. <laughs> Clav and only Clav believed that. Um, so I think that's a great topic. A lot of kind of a uh, um, pathways we can go down. Uh, essentially, uh, what if WWE had put the 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 machine behind two or five lab and and really kind of pushed it rather than it be hid away on the network uh, and and kind of. Uh, the the redheaded stepchild to to SmackDown essentially yeah you know the same sort of same sort of weight they put behind NXT 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's a, a great topic, uh, and I'm sure Clav will will uh, love revisiting uh, two or five live with a with a tear in his eye. <laughs> But yeah, so definitely uh, tune into that uh, uh, next week. Uh, so yeah, it'll be a, a bumper episode next week with uh, four kind of minds for the wrestling business going at this uh, this two or five conundrum. Uh, but yep, that's all from us uh, for this week. So, Mister Tolly, time for for your favourite part of the week. My favourite part where I get to thank everybody for listening. No, where you get to just sign off and then then go and don't have to talk to me again for over seven days. <laughs> I look forward to this every week. And then this one, this week, especially after 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 not being able to be here last week. Um, but no, generally, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Um, as you... <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. That's the first one I've cocked up. That's stealing. <laughs> <To come back. laughs> let me let me get a timestamp. So one twenty one. <laughs> Fuck up. <laughs> You've lost it. This is going to take not. about ten minutes now, isn't it? This is, this is what happens. <laughs> I haven't got the I haven't got the um, skill of just going back in as if it's in mid conversation. <laughs> it's a good job one of us knows how to edit. It is that. <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> well, we just got time to say thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, as always, what we love most of all is chat chatting through your ideas about uh, uh, about our what ifs and our, our scenarios and getting your thoughts. Best part of recording this podcast for for, for me. Um, here's where you can do that. You can follow us um, at Badlands Pod on Twitter. You can uh, follow us, follow uh, Magsy there over at Podfather Mags. Also on Twitter, and you can follow me at Rain Counter on Twitter. And give us, give us a follow, and let us know what you what you thought of uh, you know Mags's booking and 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 my scenario this week, uh, and 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 any of your own ideas. Um, you can hear our what ifs every single Thursday. Um, Best, best, best way to make sure you you get your hands on or your ears on those are by going to your podcast provider of choice. You you can catch our um, our what ifs every single Thursday. Um, best pay, best way you can get those is by going to your podcast provider of choice and subscribing to Chairshot Radio Network um, on there. And as I say, it'll drop every Thursday. Finally, if you head over to um, Pro Wrestling Tees forward slash The Cheer Shop, um, you can find all sorts of uh, lovely merch and goodies over there. Um, go check out, go support the podcast, go support the network. Um, it would be much appreciated. We look forward to speaking to you next week. Um, hope you hope you can join us. Until then, stay safe and always use your head. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head.